spiritual growth. Sustaining your spiritual growth. We'll take our test. Our test will be taken from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6 to 7. I will read. I have planted and Apollos watered, but God gave increase. The Bible says in verse 6 of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then, neither is he that plant anything, neither he that water, but God that giveth the increase, sustaining your spiritual growth. That is growth part four. I haven't heard about the spiritual growth that God desired that you and I must grow. And God is also concerned about our spiritual growth. I want you to understand when I spoke last week about putting a growth plan in place, you must be disciplined. You must be ready to work hard, diligence, because growth is about hard work. I spoke about waiting. You don't have to be in a hurry. Also, I told you that don't leave your growth to excuse or to tradition. Now, when you have listened to all this teaching and all this preaching from parts one to three, but I want to let you understand, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6 to 7, it says, Paul was speaking, said, He I, Paul, have planted, and Apollo, one of my disciples, is watering my seed. There is nothing we can do if God does not bring increase to our seed. Now, Every good and great happening is traceable to God. Every good and traceable happening can be traced to the finger or the act of God. So our spiritual process is also not hidden from God because God desires that we grow as his children. Remember 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2. It says, as a newborn babe, we should desire the sincere milk of the word of God. So it means God wants us to grow. So if God is particular and concerned that we must go, then God must be involved for a significant and accurate spiritual growth to happen in our lives as believers. In John 3.27, John 3.27 the Bible says, a man shall receive nothing except it be given to him from God from above. John chapter 15, verse 5b. John chapter 15, verse 5b. Jesus was saying there. He says, without me, ye can do nothing. So when you're talking about growth, growth without God cannot be sustained. 
If you take away God's factor out of your spiritual growth, it will never happen. So God must be involved. God must be part of that process. In fact, all about growth starts from God. Now, the question is this. How do I sustain and maintain my spiritual growth if God must be involved? We're going to take a case study in Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to 42. We'll take a case study of the story in the Bible. And I'm going to tell you how God will be involved and how you can partner with God. I will read Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to 42. Now it came to pass, as they went, that he entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And as she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much service, much serving, and came to him and said, Lord Jesus, thou dost not care that my sister Mary had left me to serve you alone. Can you please bid her therefore to come and help me so that we can both serve you? In verse 41, and Jesus answered quickly and said unto Martha, 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 thou art too careful and troubled about many things. But one thing is needful, and Mary had chosen that good part, that good needful thing, which shall not be taken away from her forever. May the Lord bless his reading. Now, looking at that scripture we have just read, you all know the story between Mary and Martha, all right? Mary and Martha are two sisters, all right? Martha was the one that invited Jesus, in verse 38, into that house, all right? Mary was already in the house, but it was Martha that invited him, that wanted to entertain Jesus, all right? But because Jesus was a special guest. Martha wanted to make sure he will, she gives the best to the master. So Martha went about serving, cooking, preparing the dish in the kitchen, going about to make sure that our Lord Jesus is served and is comfortable. But Jesus came for a purpose. And that is why I said initially in the first uh, teaching that we need to be careful because assumption can be very wrong. Now, imagine Martha, who invited. Now, Mary, that did not even invited Jesus, sat with him, and he was, she was asking questions. She was having a dialogue with Jesus while the sister, Martha, was going all about in the kitchen. There is nothing wrong in what Martha was doing. Don't get me wrong. That's what Jesus is saying. There is not absolutely wrong. She was doing the right thing. But at that moment that Jesus was around, God expected matter to do the needful, the important. 
Because with God, our God is a God of time. Anytime God shows up, if you don't seize the moment, you may not get that chance again. Read through the Bible. There was never a day or a time that Jesus returned to their house. It was an opportunity. But anyway, both were busy. In that context of growth, Mary sat at the feet of Jesus. In fact, verse 41. And she was listening to Jesus while Jesus was teaching. She was asking questions and there was a dialogue and there was a kind of information and revelation that Jesus was sharing with Mary while Martha was busy trying to serve. Mary chose the need for, according to Jesus, what is that thing, that one thing that Jesus said Mary chose? One thing Mary chose was to stay at the feet of Jesus was to have a relationship with Jesus, was to have a constant fellowship with Jesus, was to listen to the teaching of Jesus, which will bring growth into the life of Mary. That is one thing that Mary chose. I just want to beg you today, those who are listening to me, who are watching, don't be like Martha, who does not want to matter in anything, but be like Mary, who will marry the word of God. Don't be like Martha, who does not want to matter in the things of God, but be like who? Mary, that wants to marry the word of God. So, constant fellowship with God, more deep revelation and relationship with God is what Mary chose. And that is all you need for your spiritual growth. The Bible says in Psalm 51, verse 11. Psalm 51, verse 11. The Bible says, Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. You need the presence of God for you to sustain your spiritual growth. The fellowship with God through the Holy Spirit is what sustains our spiritual growth. The constant fellowship and relationship with God in His presence is what keeps us going and we grow. In Psalm 16, verse 11. The book of Psalm 16, verse 11. The Bible says, Thou will show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. And at thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. So every time we come to the presence of God, we experience joy. We experience the fullness of joy. So growth can be sustained when you constantly fellowship with God like Mary. Like Mary. Now, what are the benefits of the fellowship with God? Number one, when you stay at the feet of Jesus and you constantly fellowship with God, when we are talking about fellowship, that is when you are on one on one with God. That is when you have your quiet time with God. Or when you go on a retreat alone with God. You have that constantly. You have that every time. You don't miss the appointment with God. 
What are the benefits? One of the benefits is that you will get more revelation. Revelation. You will get revelation about God. In fact, in the place of isolation is where God will give you revelation. God can never give you revelation in the midst of crowd. You want to get a revelation about yourself, about your life, about your destiny. Go on one-on-one with God. You want to have revelation about the nation, about United Kingdom. Go on a retreat. Separate yourself. Have a fellowship and constant relationship with God. Constantly. You want to have a deep revelation about your family or secret thing that has been hidden from you by men. Go on a deep fellowship with God. Daniel chapter 2 verse 19, 22. You know the story very well. The king Nebuchadnezzar had a dream and he was troubled in Daniel chapter 2, 19, 22. And nobody could interpret that dream. And the man was troubled. He was so troubled that he told his magicians and he told every one of them that if you don't come up with a solution within so so date, I am going to kill every one of you. Not only you, for as many that surround me that cannot give me that interpretation. You can read uh, Daniel chapter 2, verse uh, 19. Daniel chapter 2, verse 19. Let me quickly read. It says, And uh, then there was the secret revealed unto Daniel in the night vision. When the magicians and the people could not reveal the secrets, the dreams to the king, Daniel requested and said, Give me some time. Please give me some time. And the Bible records that Daniel went before his God. In the middle of the night, he knelt down before God on one-on-one. And he began to ask God, what is the meaning of this? What is the interpretation? In verse 19, the Bible says, Then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in the night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he changed times and uh, seasons. He removed it. Now, in, in 22, he said, He revealed the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in darkness, and the light dwelt in him. <laughs> Do you want to know about the hidden things and the secret things? Please take time to fellowship with God. That is part, and that is what will sustain your spiritual growth. So, in the place of fellowship with God, revelation will be revealed. When you take time to study, to pray in the presence of God, which is part of your spiritual growth and plan, you will find that revelation will be revealed to you constantly. Revelation. Also, one of the benefits is, another benefit is that strengths are renewed. Weakness gives way to strength when you appear before God. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Matthew eleven thirty two. It says, "Call upon me, all ye that are laden and heavy laden." It said, "But I will give you what rest." It said, "Come unto me, call on me, come. You just come, all ye that labor and ye are heavy laden, and I will do what give you rest." Until when you approach the throne of God, until when you start to fellowship with God, that is when you have rest. That is part of the benefits when we, when, we, when we fellowship with God. Rest cannot come if you are far from God. 
So when you fellowship with God like Mary, when you sit at the feet of Jesus constantly, when you have a close relationship constantly with your maker, peace will not be far from you. Rest will not be far from you. In his presence, you will find peace, you will find joy, and you will find rest. When you read Isaiah 40, 31, it says, For those that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. Waiting upon God means having a relationship with God, sitting at his feet. Your strength is renewed. What benefits do we get when you fellowship with God? We are changed and transformed to be like Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. The Bible says, But we all, with open face, beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image, from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. When you appear before God, your Creator, every time, constantly, you are changed. Your lifestyle is changed. Your whole habits will drop off. And you begin to take on the habit of Jesus. And that will lead to your growth. That will help and sustain your growth. What do you need to do? Somebody will ask me. You have to be like Mary. For the spiritual growth to be sustained, you must be like Mary, who is ready to marry the world, marry Jesus Christ. Be like Mary, who choose to the needful, who choose the thing that is relevant, that is constantly staying at, the, at Jesus' feet, that is studying the words God, God's word constantly. Studying the Bible constantly. Mary chose the needful. Sitting at his feet, asking questions from the Holy Spirit, reading the word of God, asking for interpretation, asking for revelation. And that sustains your spiritual growth as you constantly do that. What do you do? Number two, pray until when you are released by the Holy Spirit. Many of us want dynamic miracles. Many of us want an unusual open doors. Many of us want a lifting and elevation. Many of us want things to change, but then we are not ready to pay the price. We want to pray at our convenient time. We want to pray as at when we are in need. We want to pray when we just feel like prayer is not a choice. Prayer is not what you choose to do. Prayer is your lifestyle. So if you want your growth to be sustained, you must learn to stay to pray before God and allow the Holy Spirit to release you. You don't release yourself before God. You pray a prevailing prayer like Jacob. In Genesis 32 verse 24, 26, Jacob said, I will never let you go except you bless me. You want a blessing from God. You want a promotion from God. Learn to stay at the feet of Jesus. Nothing brings joy. And nothing brings assurance. Nothing brings peace and stability in life. When God speaks to you concerning a critical situation. 
concerning that information that is revealed to you alone. Remember Jacob in Genesis 32, 24, 26. He was alone with God like Mary stood at the feet of Jesus alone. People that stand alone with God are people that will make a difference in their society, in their community. People of impact are men and women who will never give up in the place of prayer. People that have lost interest for the world and the material things. Men and women who can deprive their life from food, pleasure, luxury, and success. And they are ready to pay the price for spiritual growth. The book of Isaiah 66, verse 8. Isaiah 66, verse 8. I'm going to read and I'm about to round up. Isaiah 66, verse 8. The Bible talks about traveling. It says, Who had had such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to break forth in one day? Or shall the nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion traveled, she brought forth a child. You want your growth to be sustained. You must be ready to travel in prayer. You want God to perform wonders in your life. You must be ready to travel in prayer. Traveling prayer is the key to sustaining your spiritual growth. Traveling prayer opens the heart of sinner for repentance. Traveling prayer turns the heart of our political powers to do, the God, to do God's wills. Traveling prayer will usher in the revival of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now is the time to pray. Let us return back to our Creator. If you want your growth to be sustained, prayer, prayer, and the Word of God is the key to sustaining your spiritual growth. I pray today that the power of the living God will activate your prayer life. The Holy Spirit will move you to study the word of God in the name of Jesus. The desire and the hunger to stay and to remain at the feet of Jesus. May you receive it now in the name of Jesus. I pray that nothing will satisfy you anymore apart from the word and the prayer that we offer in the name of Jesus. I pray that the Holy Spirit will bath you with revelation. We release grace and unction to stay, to pray in the presence of the living God in the name of Jesus. And I pray for you today that every of your prayer that you will pray as from now on will receive good answer in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. I want to congratulate you. Now that you have heard, I want to tell you that where it starts from is by having a close relationship with God, your maker. If you are listening to me and you have not given your life to Jesus, we are not even talking about growth. We are talking about seed. Without a seed, there can never be a growth. Your salvation is a seed that must be planted in the soil. I want you to listen to me. Tomorrow might be too late. 
change your mind and give your life. And if you have given your life, you have gone back. I want to pray with you today. And you will close your eyes wherever you are. And you place your right hand on your chest. And say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Have mercy on me. Save me by your blood. And wash me clean. And pray to God right now that as from now on, I'm your son, I'm your daughter. Please accept me in the name of Jesus. Congratulations, you are welcome. I pray for you that God will not forsake you. And God will not leave you. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. God bless you in Jesus' name.